Utactio captures a moment with makers, artists, content creators, and entrepreneurs. It intercepts these everyday people for a brief conversation as they are in the thick of developing their ideas and chasing their dreams. It is all about empowering you to remind you that great ideas and great change don't simply reside in white houses or corporate lines of code. It encourages you to do the right thing daily reminds you that the only way our world and our society progresses is if you take action around your ideas. So without any further ado, let's dive into our conversation for today. All right, welcome to the next episode of Utactio. Today we're sitting down with Craig Simonson. Uh, Craig and I got to know each other up at the University of Minnesota Duluth where we went to school together and we were in a couple of clubs together. Uh, we were in the entrepreneurship club. When I first joined, I believe at that point Craig was the president or the vice president and Kendra was the, was the president at that time. But uh, Craig graduated, passed the position all along to me and the whole time when Craig was in school, he was always working on this business. He was always a busy guy. Uh, he always had something good going on. Uh, and it was just, uh, you know, awesome to see. But then on top of that, we brought him back in when I was the president of the Entrepreneurship Club to give a talk on what he'd learned. And it was a really awesome talk. It was a really, really awesome talk uh, that, you know, he I, I definitely see him living. And now he has started... Pure Queen. Yep. And Savasana Epsom. Savasana. Yep. First of all, Savasana. Why, why don't you tell us about the name of that bit or tell us about yeah. the name? What is that? Yeah. So uh, Savasana is the final pose in yoga. It's spelled a few different ways. It's uh, Sanskrit for uh, corpse pose. It's the f- so if uh, you've gone to a yoga class, um, I believe almost any level, uh, you always end in final savasana pose as a way to end practice so okay it's a uh, kind of i <clears throat> got into yoga probably two or three or more like three to four years ago heavily and two years ago i did yoga sculpt teacher training at core power um which is kind of like I mean, it's a great program, like Core Power, honestly, as much as people might say it's like the Starbucks or whatnot. I mean, they've really proven their systems and it's hard to, um, you know, throw everyone under an umbrella, but learned what I know there and um, lived across the street from a Core Power and went to yoga like every day for probably, well, my whole lease, so two years straight. I would be at yoga class, you know, six days a week doing sculpt, which is insane for a lot of people because sculpt is kind of like a little body killer. But what is, so what is uh, sculpt as compared to, you know, the yoga that I look up on YouTube? I guess I don't really know what I'm looking at, but. Yeah, so anyone listening to this is probably laughing, but uh, so like a C2 format, there's like vinyasa, there's like a couple different styles of uh yoga practice like so core power has modeled you know their practice after a certain way so if you go to a couple different yoga studios it's probably not going to be terribly far off but the flow and the sequence and the asanas um body movements and stuff are all going to be fairly you know similar to some extent but you can anytime you just look at a yoga website you can get a little bit um of research on what the class is and then honestly yeah just go on youtube youtube and google you can learn anything in the world yeah so ex- ex- definitely i've uh I, i've tried a little bit of yoga but really the extent of it is the is the youtube and yep. the google university yeah i mean i fell in love with group fitness I, I mean i've been in athletics my entire life but um i really never took my fitness to a different level and i accidentally got yeah. into shape because I mean, everyone that meets me now after college, um, they're like, oh, wow, man, you look look good. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, they're just, they're like, oh man, you like, and it's like, it's okay. You can say it. I mean, I was, I was a little, I had some meat on the bones to say Mm -hmm. the least, Mm -hmm. you know, too many nights at the Rex or whatever in uh, UMD up there. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing when you get out of school and you get 
into your own situation and you you kind of just focus on what matters to you and i i accidentally got into shape i didn't even like um i do have some you know those before and after pictures but they're not like you just loved what you were doing so much and you just kept on going with it yeah and and it was cool to see the body transform and um everything but that wasn't the intent i wasn't going there because i was like down on myself or about my body image but honestly um, when it comes to health, um, I feel like the grass is greener on the other side. Like, you know, it's something if someone's like, oh, like, I'm not going to get into shape, you know, getting a six pack or getting to whatever. I mean, there's so many benefits of being healthy that, I mean, right. it's it's worth it to just try something, well, whatever works for you. Right. And just the, I guess the, I, w- I would think the the mental clarity, the, f- the energy, that's kind of, that's where I would see the grass being really greener. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's all aspects of your life get better when you have a good, when you are mentally more healthy, physically more healthy and you just, yeah, it's a, it's a good, good place to stay and be and maintain. And I mean, do your best. I mean, nothing will ever be perfect, but you can get pretty close and you might even surprise yourself with how amazing you can see your results. And absolutely, uh, but yeah, no, the Epsom salt, um, whatnot started because. Could, uh, I, could I ask you one more thing before you get absolutely. into that? So you said going to, you were in athletics your whole life before yep. accidentally getting into shape yep. right? or accidentally finding health or something along those lines. Yep. Uh, what about, you know, going through high school sports, wouldn't you say that those get you in good enough shape or is it really that big of a difference? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, looking back at what I was doing from the age of, you know, 12, 10 or 12 to 22, maybe, because like uh-huh. through college, like, I mean, I was doing the standard thing. It's like you want to get bulk, you go to GNC and you buy the creatine or you buy the protein or you buy um, whatever, like mini thing, or maybe not. Maybe you try something else, but like, Either way, I mean, I was like around 180 pounds in uh, high school, and I was kind of like, I wasn't like, I would say, no one would be like, oh, he was fat. But I mean, it was, yeah, I was husky. Right. And uh, either way, um, I mean, I loved baseball. I was a catcher, um, but I was doing the GNC route, but my health, my like diet, I can't say even diet is the wrong word, my just the food I bought and I put in my body, it just like wasn't great food. And until I like got out of college and had the time to like, you know, I think it might take like you just taking the own initiative to grow up and like look at what you're buying and putting in your body and stuff. Because I mean, what I'm doing now is so much easier and it's simplified compared to where, what I was doing back then. And I would, I have way better results now, way better, you know, fitness and everything. So I just, uh, yeah, it was, it was something a little bit, uh, that I was surprised about because I'm doing, I feel like less worried about the fitness and it's way better because I'm not buying, I mean, you're just buying crutches when you do a lot of that stuff. Right. But well, I, yeah, I feel like when I, 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 after college, I haven't really worked out too hard. I trained a little bit. I did a marathon. Um, but apart from that, I've been running and, you know, kind of do my push ups and sit ups before bed, but really some of my biggest stuff has been the food that I've been eating Yep. and really caring for, you know, just staying physically active. And what I've found is when I go and look in the mirror, you know, it's never really been about a body image thing, but it, I go and look in the mirror and I can tell when I'm being healthy. Oh yeah. Just because I feel better about yeah. what I'm seeing in the mirror. Yep. You know, it's more of that mentality. Oh yeah. Yep. No, it, uh, yeah, it starts at the table. And yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, just like working out, I mean, find foods you enjoy too. I mean, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Just focus. I like I do. I mean, I would say focus 80% of the time, eat the right thing and screw off and have a couple beers and eat yeah. some good stuff with your buddies. The other 20% of the time, I don't beat myself up. If I want a cheeseburger, I'll buy a cheeseburger. There you go. But uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You can't turn down a cheeseburger. No, you can't. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. All right. So let's get into, uh, let's get into a little bit of business stuff. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you were, you were about to start talking before I cut you off. Uh, you were about to start talking about, uh, the Epsom, Epsom salts. Yeah. So why don't you kind of just go into, 
first of all, just how you got into it, and then maybe a little bit about what Epsom salts actually are and that type of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I would say just just take one step even back from there would okay. be um, why I maybe had identified this opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. I would say that um, doing the first company, Pure Clean, which was a, like a subcontracting cleaning business for at the time up in Duluth, I mean, we were doing everything like restaurants to offices to banks. Okay. And then um, going from that hectic model to carving it down to just high end offices. And then from that model, no more offices, just high end bank locations and financial oh, really? uh, locations. So just understanding what worked and what didn't work and the chaos that comes with even your customers sometimes. Um, yeah. I think it did take a toll on me. I mean, doing that for five, a little over five years, six years, and just um, seeing what what I didn't like and what I liked about it. Because, I mean, it was um, a combination of both. And, like, I think that's what life's all about is, I mean, you, you have to, unfortunately, sometimes touch – I can't call it a hot stove, but – if uh, you you, d you don't have to touch a hot stove twice to learn your lesson. And when you, you know, I've taken time, I was seeking out other opportunities um, that would be, I would say cleaning is not a very sexy thing. Right. And I wasn't looking right. to start a sexy business, but yeah. at the same time, I just was going for several years. I knew that was something I didn't, I wasn't passionate about. I yeah. identified an opportunity um, I knew how to fix the problem and no one was doing it. And okay. like, it was really, um, I was confused, honestly, at the age of 21, I was like, how has no one just put a couple college people together? Like give them some golf polos, like look like you're not from Lord of the Rings <laughs> and, um, find some great people to go in there and just, you know, vacuum and empty garbages and yeah. do a standard clean after hours. And I, you know, had, that's the model I followed for several years, but what was, you know, what was your other, what was kind of your uh, initial investment and what was it getting like getting going with that? With pure clean? With pure clean. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with a service company, the coolest thing I would say about service businesses when you're providing a service for someone, generally the startup cost is just your time. And okay. like, um, you might have some things or whatever, but my investment was one rug, rug doctor. Oh. And that, that was that was my one investment in the beginning when I was like, I'm just going to do carpet cleans because I saw this like YouTube video on how, and to, on how, how to, to carpet clean. clean. And yeah. the reason why I found that was because I, I was working at uh, Wells Fargo at the time and I absolutely hated my job and <laughs> um, was just like, I got to find any way to get out of this place, even though I, en I enjoy customer service. So like yeah. I enjoy meeting people and um you know, making them happy if they've been having a tough day. So like anytime you can crack a joke or um, do anything, I that's what kept me in that. But once all of a sudden I kind of came across that YouTube video, I was like, I'll just buy a machine and not tell anyone. I didn't, I didn't tell my parents I started a company for a couple months until nice. I saw something on Facebook. Nice. And um, yeah, from there, that's uh, that's where it took off. That's pretty cool. That's it, you, Sometimes you hear people like, uh, or you hear people say that, you got to go out and tell somebody your goal in order to make your goal happen, or you got to go start telling people about it. But sometimes, yeah, I definitely think that maybe the best thing to do is to keep it, yeah, keep and it to I, myself and just kind of do it. Yeah. And going off of that, the coolest thing too, you'll find out about anyone that's decided to take action in their life is you're never going to hear the same thing twice. You're going to, you, you can do, you can win so many ways. So what you want to do is adopt that mindset, just like a coach or a teacher you've had, like you might not take all of their advice in life, but like take what works for you and apply that to your life and find areas. So like if someone's fat, don't take advice on how to get a six pack from them. If someone's broke, don't take financial advice from them, you know, right. categorize those things and uh, life gets to be a little bit more focused that way yeah and it seems like generally you kind of get the advice when you need it all of a sudden when you oh get yeah. a piece all of a sudden it works out for you absolutely uh so you were uh, you started pure clean and not based on a passion at all that's it that's interesting so what i'm doing right now is seal coating mm -hmm. and that's not a passion yeah. driven business it's but you see there's like opportunity out there yeah. and you know and that was a hard thing i struggled with was 
not only unlike seal coating maybe uh with the with the contract cleaning uh-huh. you're you're there after hours so it's like what and i'm a completely a voracious like reader and i so i was listening to audiobooks and seminars for six years straight like if <laughs> yes. i was ever on jobs or in the car or whatever so it's like that's how you i was through. completely like you know i felt accountable because i was listening to the best in the industry not cleaning industry but like right. the best i mean i listened to every single tim ferris podcast every single um business related book that was recommended and just followed the rabbit hole down all those things which led me to doing some of the things i did above and beyond and kind of phase out of the pure clean stuff okay. and get into the savasana epsom areas with ultra running and yeah um, some of the other stuff i'm involved with now is that so is that kind of what drove you to go to that original sculpt class taking those uh or listening to those podcasts i know a lot of them are health focused they bring up a lot of health stuff is that what kind of got you ready to go to those um actually i was like kind of in a transitional period it was like i was moving out of duluth i was uh kind of in like a low energy time period because i was just like oh man like i want to be able to commit to something is that this opportunity and i think i took like a month where um I didn't do a whole lot except stay inside and it was just like low energy and like uh-huh. a couple of the people around me were like dude you gotta get to like you gotta move your body you gotta and i wasn't like completely like i was doing fine i like i live in a great area down in the twin cities uh-huh. and um just gorgeous things around me there's not i was not a bad <laughs> time in life at all yeah but i was like a little bit like down or depressed and um I was just like, I think there's just so much of a crossroads and, um, I started going, someone's like, just go to yoga across the street. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. And then I think the first sculpt class I went to, I ended up having to, I leave like almost right away and throw up in the bathroom because the workout <laughs> was so hard. And I think I did that uh, for another <laughs> one or two times afterwards. I would never look at yoga and go, ah, oh, that's, that's that. Well, I know it's difficult because I've done it sometimes. Oh, yeah. But I'd never look at it and be like, that is a killer workout. Oh, my gosh. Any of the listeners out there listening to this that have been to a sculpt class are laughing right now (laughs) because it's a full-blown ass whooping. I'm going to have to try one of these. Yeah. I'm going to have to try one for sure. Uh, Before I want to get into uh, Shavasana, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, But before getting into that, how did you... I don't know anything about your transition out of pure clean. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. So it was probably not smart. It's the smartest way to transition out. Okay. And it was probably another business lesson I learned um, was I was just getting reaching a little bit of burnout too. So I didn't uh-huh. know if it's what I wanted to do anymore. Um, we had gotten rid of what I would call our worst customers. So okay. we only were working with a select group of like people I really respected. That's and, great. Yeah. Um, also because as you can imagine like people aren't paying their cleaning bill ahead of their electric or anything like you're you're constantly chasing payments and all Mm -hmm. this stuff and that's why it really got down to i mean you're getting burnt out like people aren't um it's it's a necessary thing for their company to operate but unless you had a deeper relationship there and that respect was there and they knew you or the service you're providing and the attention to detail that you're doing Mm -hmm. i mean it, it does wear down on you f- after doing that for yeah. five to six years. And I mean, it's just not something um, that when I look back at the time invested um, compared to what I'm doing now, it's like, do I want to be, it's like, how, how do I also want to view myself as being remembered? And mm. also like, what is the greater contribution within my strengths that I'm not sharing with the world right now? And honestly all the things that were effortless were fitness related and those are the people i constantly looked up to and um it was just like a natural transition where i was just like hey i respect these people a lot and we're gonna slowly just like close this puppy down i did try selling some of the accounts uh when i lived up in duluth area but i mean I didn't even have a, like, it was real tough. I mean, handing it's, there's earnouts instead of, um, like a, like a buying a revenue so stream. So okay. you would basically, it'd be like a handoff. And, and if that handoff went bad, no one wins. 
and okay. that happened a few times in that yeah. period and um it was like it was that actually now that i'm talking about it out loud that was part of the whole lull in energy going on was like not only watching <laughs> hide, hide years of money fly out the window but yeah. like also um you know you i i've gotten so much better at not dwelling on things that you can't change and i can't change that i invested that time and i can't change and but realizing um that because like we have sunk costs into those things and we place value on them it's like and just like maybe you bought 15 candy bars that are in your thing does that mean you should eat them even though you know you shouldn't eat them and it's like just making the decision to make a change and right. hey you're gonna have to walk away from some things whether right. it's throwing those things in the trash can and that's not what i'm saying i would probably eat the candy bars yeah. but no, i'm yeah. just kidding maybe <laughs> uh but Either way, I'd um, eat the candy bars. I've got yeah, so like honestly, out of that, it was a lot of lost money and a couple wins. Okay, so it good, was a little good. bit of both. And um, was that did somebody w- did one of your employees take over those contracts or who? No, full, totally just a random company okay. up there. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Good. So some went good, some went bad. Yep. Good. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. So you went from Pure Clean then. Yep. So moving down to the Twin Cities, um, I got what during that like lull time, I also did run my first ultra marathon and I, oh, I did not complete that. (laughs) That was the first time I also almost died in my life. Oh, jeez. Legitimately. Where was that one at? Uh, Santa Barbara. Wow. And, um, I was, I was inspired by, uh, I think a YouTube video, um, I want to say his name YouTube's is like changing the world. Yeah, I, I don't, it could have been a podcast. Yeah. It was, I want to say Dan Pena or London real or Peter Sage. One of the guys he was talking about, um, how he was like, wasn't sure if he should give up. And he was in like a 200 mile race in the Sahara okay. desert and like overnight, like all these different aid stations. And he said this, um, blind grandpa with his helper, ran up to the aid station and sat down next to him to get water and stuff and he like looked at himself and he was like i'm complaining about this and this guy's out here doing this he's like i'm getting up and i don't know what inside of me that awoken but i was just like kind of like what am i doing like get like you gotta i gotta i gotta try something crazy like this and like I had never even ran a marathon before. Jesus and I just was like, Did you go straight into an <laughs> and ultra? I, um, and uh, the wor- that wasn't even the most messed up part. The, <laughs> the worst part was is I did not fully read the description, and it said the foothills of Santa Barbara. If anyone has been to the foothills of Santa Barbara, they are not foothills. They are small mountain Real, range. Yeah. And, um, yeah, on, like, the one day – of the race, like out of all the days that it hasn't rained and snowed in California, that happened that day. Um, and it was a fully blown expert level course. Like we were going through rivers. Um, the red rock 50 is the race. If anyone wants to look it up, I did not finish DNF will be next to my name in that race. (laughs) And, um, yeah, Luis Escobar puts on an amazing race out there with some of the world's top athletes. And that's when I first was just like, super into trying this next level of fitness and um during that time epsom salt baths were like the number one thing i was told to be taking uh-huh. and um coming back off of this and put it in front yep, of mouth yep. and uh coming uh back off of that um run i mean i was a little embarrassed and down on myself but at the same time kind of proud of myself that i had the courage to go out there and um try something new that i've never tried and not be embarrassed about failing uh, if that's what people want to call it i would just call it you know testing things out and experimenting and change up what's next the next time and um that's what led me into like using epsom salt a lot and then also in yoga like i was just like sore from all these like these muscles have never been moved before like this and um that was another thing that people were saying um hey you should do an epsom salt bath and whatnot and no one was telling me what kind to use they were like oh go to target cvs walgreens like any um it doesn't matter i was like oh like so there's no best kind and they're like yeah no it doesn't matter because like and these are people that are like meticulous about their health and like every other aspect they definitely do care and i was just like okay so why don't you go just back one step so i mean 
before I knew much about, before I really looked into what you were doing, I knew a little bit about Epsom salts. I mean, really the extent of my knowledge was, I think my mom put my feet in an Epsom salt bath once when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And that's about all I knew. Yep. Um, but now I know a, a little bit more I, as far as, you know, they definitely have some health benefits. But why don't you kind of yeah, and expand on that? As ev anyone would probably already understand, they've probably heard about 10 or more ways to use Epsom salt. And that's what also was a big problem with what the current packaging was like. They're like, you can sprinkle this in your garden. You can use it for <laughs> foot aches. You can use it Everything for, you know, cure. yeah. So uh -huh. it was just kind of like, I loved seeing that on the packaging because yeah. I was like, perfect. This is a great opportunity to hone marketing. in. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they're like telling everyone that everyone's their customer, which in all honesty, kind of are. Yeah. But that's not who their message is for. Like, right. it, you, they're not catering. So I was just like, okay, I see a great opportunity, uh, opportunity to not only find an Epsom salt that is the highest grade salt that you can literally find on top of um, building your content around athletic recovery. Okay. So like no one had done, they have, will have like active sport Epsom salt, but they're under the same umbrella as the other companies. So it's just, uh -huh. it's truly the same product. Just, just rebranded re a yep. little bit. Yep. Yeah. And unfortunately the unsexy part about learning more and more and more about businesses that goes for almost all the world's products, yeah. but, um, yeah. you know, and that's why it's cool to learn about how a company has their story developed and also what they're doing and how to, how they're finding their ingredients or where they're, why, you know, the purpose behind the different yeah. aspects. And that makes the experience or the service more meaningful when you're using the product because you're like, holy crap, this person really did Knows take what they're talking about yep. and use it for themselves. So what? What's a high-quality, low-quality Epsom salt? How do they compare? Yeah, so, I mean, I would say that it's less about the... Because Epsom salt will is generally just like Epsom salt, uh -huh. but the constraints around where it's manufactured, the where, the constraints around how it's handled and the processes, like, those are all it um, just similar to food. Like, uh -huh. an apple comes off the tree... Um, and it depends on where that thing was grown, who's the one handling the processes. I mean, right. a lot of it goes into from the birth infancy to the end user. And in this, creating this product, because I was so not invested in the beginning, I mm -hmm. was just like, hey, this will be a fun project to see what it turns out as in a way, even though I secretly was like, I want to blow this bad boy up. But like, <laughs> I literally was just um, like, okay what matters the most okay let's find the highest quality stuff like that you can buy uh -huh. and just see what that looks like compared to yeah. the worst so like yeah. literally i had bags of every brand of epsom salt on earth at my apartment okay. and i literally it looked like pablo escobar was living there because it was like <laughs> salt scales and like jars and like my buddy's like hey what's going what on it's just like what kind of business no it was it was hilarious though because it was like essential oils and like it was just like a yeah. full-blown mom factory in there That's but it cool. was it was a funny time. Lots of baths happened in the beginning. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, it was just like testing out what the true differences are. And then I finally found um, a great brand that um, we wanted to work with the manufacturer on. And they believe in what we believe in. And that's literally just providing the best quality product. Mm -hmm. And um, that's all I was concerned about. I wasn't concerned about how much it's going to cost or what the other stuff the goal was to get the best stuff and like whatever that took like let's just see what that looks like and then from there we can figure out how to get the price right mm -hmm. so um and then the same thing with the packaging like they had normal five pound bags that you would just leave open and it would get a little bit stale um looking the crystals might turn white which doesn't really affect the effect or the effectiveness doesn't hindered too much by that decreasing. but okay. You have a you know bag that can spill over now, and um, the the bags weren't that aesthetically pleasing. I love mm -hmm. just a clean look, and our brand yeah, is really sense. simple. And yeah. um, they they go our packaging solves all of the things I was annoyed about about the other things, which is we have single use bath packs, um, scent free, and 
we are catered only for athletic recovery. You can, of course, use it for diaper rashes, an exfoli- skin exfoliant. Yeah. You can put it in your garden if you so want. So it's the same it, thing. It, it, yeah. You can do those things, but yeah. our company and me as a person is focused around athletic performance. Uh-huh. And um, this was a great, I felt like, first product to introduce in the line of uh, post-workout recovery products that we're coming out with this in the next few months. Okay. So that's pretty exciting yeah absolutely how has that been how has that process been oh my gosh so starting a product company versus a service business is you have to have the money to Uh buy the stuff and so like that it is a much more expensive but it also is uh depends on what your goals and ambitions are i mean i am fully all chips in on this so i'm i instead of you know, maybe going to the farmer's markets for a year or two and then just kind of like playing it simple. I was like, no, I was like, where do, where do the experts buy their stuff? I was like, I'm going to where I want to compete and see if it's possible to, you know, ask that next, next level question. It's like, okay, where does Dr. Teal's get their packaging manufactured? Where does, um, San Francisco Saltworks get their packaging? And then I started asking those different questions. And, and then, were you surprised by what you found or, um, not really because uh i i didn't know what to expect i mean i all i knew is i didn't want to do this thing slow and like half but it in through this whole process Mm -hmm. of like hey i have this epsom salt thing going and i'm not really committed like once i got the product and like the design came out and it was just gorgeous looking from kelsey duncan um God bless her soul. She is a complete magician and she's helping us develop the next two product packaging um, currently. And I don't know how much longer, but either way, um, she did an amazing job. And I was, I, I have so much positive feedback on our version 1.0. And from there, um, just learning again and mm-hmm. seeing what we can do to make the product better and the packaging better. And it's just constant improvement. And yeah, it's exciting to like you know provide a customer with the next level um of product or service and i mean it's like not only is the product getting better our customer service is getting better you know shipping like everything is you know and being enhanced and i'm really excited uh about the products that we have coming out um I don't mind if I share it either. We're doing a lavender Epsom salt in the single-use bath packs with a completely beautiful all-white matte packaging and then a body wipe, So, and then a high-end workout towel. So you'll see those products come out, and um, that'll be in conjunction with the 550-mile run I'm doing in January. Oh, so, yeah. Are those were those highly designed to help you with that run? Is that kind of <laughs> what you were thinking well, about when you were designing those? Well, what inspired me to do the 550 mile run that I created was um, I read the book Purple Cow by Seth Godin, okay. and um, the whole premise of the book is being remarkable and doing remarkable things. And okay. I was at a standstill because the product stuff is super expensive. Like they can tag on fees for just about anything when you're working with these manufacturers. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, five to 10 K for general mills probably doesn't, you know, matter too much when they have a few, eye, a few yeah. million at their disposal for product development, if not more. And, um, but for me, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I don't got a couple million dollars right. sitting around Hell. to like launch this bad boy. Yeah. But, um, how, what, what can I do that's within my strengths that's remarkable and people probably won't forget. And I was that, like, that's, okay. That is absolutely so, remarkable. Yeah, we're, we're going up to, or I am starting at the Canadian border in Grand Portage and okay. then running down to La Crosse, Wisconsin. And I would go lower, but 15 miles south, there's no town to like go to. So we're following that inner sea curve part of the state of Minnesota. Um, can't go down the highways, so it's going to be, side roads and trails the whole way so it'll be between five like depending on what closures or like weird snow things happen it'll be between five and six hundred miles so when when is that when are you doing that the it'll be the first week of january so that'll be in conjunction with when our products are released so that's even crazier dude yeah it's gonna be up in minnesota yeah 
Jeez, yep. man, yeah. that's insane. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that is remarkable. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I had to think of something that it was like, because I've already done 100-mile ultras, uh-huh. and it's just as like, people are like, oh, man, you're crazy, but like, I was like, what's like actually crazy? What and is actually <laughs> like, crazy? And I have gotten, besides my other crazy runner friends, uh-huh. um, which, you know, nothing alarms them too much, which is hilarious, uh, but from the right people, I got the right feedback. They were like, that's awesome and yeah. i was just like perfect like when i heard that from a few of the people i respect a lot they're like i think that's awesome that is and I was such like, a okay. good way to launch a product right so i'm gonna use the product every at every airbnb i stay at and take a bath with my own product use my okay. own body wipes on the run show people like legitimately i'm and i'm not here to say like epsom salt will solve all your problems my products are like honestly like I'm here to just show you like this is why I designed it yeah. and hey I'm I'm walking the talk and I'm out here doing this and um I was also told like hey you should raise money for something or you should um you know do a cause donation and everything and I legitimately had thought about that even last year we were going to do stuff with a few um extremely amazing organizations and we still are doing uh-huh. that this winter uh-huh. um but for this run, I was just like, what's, what's cooler than like, just doing it for your own dream. And I was like, everyone has a dream out there to, you know, or a big goal that they want. And it's like, it's my dream to start this company and get this off the ground. And what better way to showcase the products than running 550 miles using my product every day. And, um, literally showing people what I'm all about and what we're doing with the company and the kind of people that are involved. So yeah, and we have a couple pro athletes that are representing the product right now that have been extremely supportive. And yeah, it's been little little the, big wins like along the way. Yeah, this is that's very cool. Who who are the athletes that you have represented? Uh right Gustav Olofsson, he plays on the Minnesota Wild. Okay. And then a few of my ultra runner uh friends out in California, so cool. Sean Nakamura and his uh wife Jenny. They okay. are w- he just He's ran many, many 200-mile races. He set the course record at Lake Tahoe, I know, uh, for the 200-mile Tahoe race. Yeah. And then um, I don't even know. I just, like, in the beginning stage last year, I sent out the product to my favorite athletes. And, of course, as you would imagine, like, heard nothing but chirping birds from most people. Yeah. But then I... um, had he reached back out to me and he was just like thank you so much and then uh gustav i did a pop-up with his fiance and um just randomly kind of got connected with him and yeah it's honestly it's it's all about like you being fully committed to providing the best product or service Uh and it's really hard to you know not get on board with that if you know someone's committed to that and right um Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, obviously, I'm not here to say like this product's for everyone or everything. I mean, it's it's a little bit more of an expensive product mm-hmm. compared to what our other competition is doing. But beyond that, I mean, um, yeah, I'm really, really proud of everyone that I'm working around and happy with where we're going because that uh that run's gonna be the 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 run is gonna be the kickoff to something big how many people do you have helping you out with that run not not many people we have (laughs) we have a couple amazing sponsors that are supplementing my run and race and um everything but it'll be 50 miles a day for 11 days is the plan right now okay and um of course there'll probably be a few adjustments in there but yeah it'll be it'll be amazing i hope anyone listening to this you know follow you can follow either my instagram or you can follow the you'll follow the savasana because right now our savasana it says savasana epsom because in the beginning i um plan on only doing one product and just rocking it out but i did purchase uh, we have savasana soul so we're encompassing all post-workout like the these post-workout products will be under that so either way all of it will be on the website and there'll be ton of co- coverage and yeah well and i'll yeah i'll post links to it and you'll be able to find it pretty easily yeah you know, no not a problem it'll be any support is much appreciated yeah, I'll, I'll need it <laughs> yeah no kidding how how many uh how long does 50 miles a day take you like uh how many how long does 50 miles take you i was looking at the elevation maps of the exact kind of route i'm running because 
if you even asking an ultra runner or just any runner or just anyone who's working out it could be even biking uh-huh. um if 100 miles on a flat street versus 100 miles on a you know path that goes up and down i mean those are two different scenarios so yeah. so much of it plays into the landscape yeah but i i plan on keeping you know a slower pace than i do for my ultra marathons then obviously i am doing it that because I've never, this is the biggest is, goal I've is, ever had. Because this is you remarkable. Know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it is. It's, um, I'm bringing, you know, all I got to this and cool. it, it'll be really exciting. But yeah, we're planning on keeping, uh, you know, three to five mile an hour pace the entire day and getting up at, you know, the break of dawn until I get to the next Airbnb. Nice. And yeah. <laughs> nice. That, I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about it. I did a trail marathon up in uh walker mm-hmm. minnesota yep and that was my first marathon yeah and i thought i thought that was pretty tough i'm not gonna lie yeah that was that, that was really tough for me and i trained for you know several months before that and getting into it and actually running it that terrain not being on paved roads that really that really threw me off and i've, I've never been a huge runner yep so i just kind of wanted to get that done so kudos to you man yeah no i <laughs> I don't know. I would tell anyone out there that thinks they're too crazy or you wouldn't even try it. I mean, you're running at such a slower pace than a marathon pace. I'm not a, like a fast runner. So um, being in nature on top of jogging, yeah. it was a win-win for me. Yeah. And like you can eat. Like these these races aren't like you're eating granola bars and stuff. It's like you're having pizza and quesadillas and whatever <laughs> you can to keep the calorie intake going cool. and whatnot. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, so what about kind of comparing? You've kind of compared a little bit. You've done a big comparison with uh, Pure Clean and uh, Savasana uh, about how more passion versus pure opportunity. Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Is there anything that's really similar between the two? Yeah, I mean, um, I would say it's you can use business in all these different ways because i i've examined what i've done compared to all my friends that own companies and i mean i know so many people that run businesses that are younger you know male female any every walk of life Uh and um the whole thing between like what's a passion and um something maybe a little bit more transactional Uh um they're both you know opportunities and they both like you know they the cool thing about service-based stuff is you know there's contracts you can you know there's different things in place like Mm -hmm. and you can do those things too with products and different stuff but i just there's a little less stability i would say um because i mean the the plus side of online sales is like you know you can do really good it's really scalable Uh um that's the hard part about service scaling up people scaling up contracts scaling up yeah yeah. yep and your costs go up with your expansion so i mean Uh you know you you have a lot of things to consider um but the main thing is like you're you're solving a problem for both of them yeah and um whether you find honor in what you're doing or not i mean i think i beat myself up too much about it i'm like oh this is like a not sexy business this is like whatever (laughs) and um, I was kind of embarrassed about it, but as I've gotten older, I was just like, heck, I'm, I'm glad I learned those lessons when I was younger and yeah. everyone around me that, cause everyone around me that I respect and stuff, you know, was just like, Hey, like, yeah, you know, these are my investments and like, I only talk about these ones, mm-hmm. but I have these ones too. Like right. everyone, like, you know, generally is showing their best couple chips forward, that's, yeah, but that's true. Either well, way. And, and on top of that, I mean, kind of looking at it, being an entrepreneur is, is definitely in our day and age, it seems like you got to go out and be an entrepreneur. Like that seems like, oh, the cool thing to do, or like you said, the sexy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can definitely see that what it's more about or what I think it's more about is kind of the personal fulfillment that I get from it. Rather, like if you, if that's not what you want to do, if you don't want to go start your own business, don't go try and start your own business. No, you know? it's not don't gonna work if you're if you're not sure, you pretty much probably shouldn't. Because yeah. it it you're looking back, I mean, it's so much harder than I would have ever imagined. And um 
I would say don't be afraid to try things though. Like don't, don't let, I mean, we get caught up in what's our environment and what's around us so much. And I would say that's the biggest break and handicap on anyone out there is the people you're around and um, whatnot, because if they don't believe in their own dream, they're not going to encourage you to believe in yours. So boom. Yeah. yeah. I've been around some people who are, you know, very much like that lately and it's totally changed the way that I look at. Yeah. uh, And I I mean, I asked Jeff's opinion here compared Uh to uh, another friend. I'm getting two different advice given to me. So, I mean, like it just, uh, yeah, it's really about, you know, going back to that, like, Hey, don't take advice from someone that hasn't done it. There you go. Yeah. Um, so how about you've always been, uh, really focused on improving, you know, your habits, improving your health. How has that come in and played a big role? And you said you've been a uh, voracious reader as well. So what books have influenced your uh, mentality the most, do you think, if you can think of that off the top of your head? Yeah, um, I would say as far as like the habit stuff goes, um, if I would have gotten my personal habits under control earlier at a younger age, Uh um, I'm sure I would have, you know, even been way farther ahead than I am now. So, I mean, if you can't get your own personal stuff together, you're g- you won't be an organizational leader. You can't really, um, if you don't have your own, um, and this doesn't say that you can't be in bad moods, you can't be up, you can't be down, you can't be happy, you can't be sad, because mm-hmm. those are standard emotions that we're all going to experience. And even the, I would say, the most exciting part, as I've got continued in my journey and met some of the world's largest brand owners, like this last week in Santa Monica, they... Um, the cool thing is everyone's human. Everyone has 24 hours in a day and, um, they all experience the same things we do. And, um, but they, they didn't give up. They believed in what they were doing Uh and they didn't let there be any excuse when they had to come up with the money they didn't have. They found a way Mm -hmm. they, um, and you, it's, you're not going to find a lot of people to surround yourself like that with, which is tough sometimes. Uh But if you, you have to believe in yourself before anyone else can believe in you. So that's like a huge part about that whole thing. I th- yeah, that's a big life lesson right there. Yeah. That's and that, I mean, I think we've all experienced that with different areas of life. Yeah. Um, as far as like some of the books that have changed my life go, like off the top of my head. Um, oh boy. I just recently finished Principles by Ray Dalio. And that book was more of a thinking book, even though he's obviously a remarkable financial wizard. Um, that book was amazing. Um, oh, I mean, I listen to so many podcasts, but books. Wait, well, um, that's okay. What's your favorite podcast? I would say, I mean, Purple Cow, obviously. Clearly, that's influencing my life directly. Yes. Uh, by Seth Godin. Yeah. Um, Hooked by Near Ariel. It's a yellow book. Um, The Membership Economy. Um, yeah, and. I've done a lot of online, those online business things that people always are like, oh, I'm sure that's a scam. It's like, well, I bought all of them. I've tested them <laughs> out. I mean, some of them like the ones are like better than other ones and some of them aren't, but like the real estate, inv- like the ones where you see like be- become a real estate investor. Or I haven't done the real estate. Well, you can always like, once you get in, like they upsell you different things and you can okay. different stuff. But honestly, it's like, they're not, there's not that many scams out there. Otherwise, like. I mean, it's, it's more so people marketing. don't follow yeah. through with what's actually being told to them. Yeah. Just like uh, I want to say the going statistic on like even nonfiction books is anyone that buys the book, only less than 10 percent of that people that even buy that book, even read it. And That's then insane. less than that amount of, you know, are going to take action on what they read. So, I mean, you're right. talking about an, a, such a small fraction. Well, what I think is funny is that really what what you really need to do in my opinion, is you just need to apply one little piece of advice. Mm-hmm. And when you really apply that one little piece of advice, then mm-hmm. you can really take it really far. And like what you're saying, uh, kind of all these people are, or all these entrepreneurs and all these uh, great leaders that you're meeting just kind of keep keep moving forward. I've yep. heard that a couple of times. And uh, really just get out there and go and do what you want to do like you got to put in the you got to put in the legwork you got to just take it one step at a time yep and 
if you just do that, you know, if you just make a list, one of the things that you talked about uh, back in this entrepreneurship club meeting was actually write your goal on, on the whiteboard, wh write your goal on the sheet of paper, and then start breaking it down. And you kind of just break it down and break it down to the most simple, simple step. And then just do that one simple little step. And then once you do that, then the next step isn't so hard. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to have the anxiety and the worry at each each little level. But yep. yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of no, fun. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... I, you know, we've, we've covered, we've almost been going for an hour here. So yeah. we have, we have a lot of good <laughs> stuff for sure. Uh, is there, and I know, well, is there anything else that you kind of want to last bits of advice or anything, last thoughts, final th thoughts from you? Um, I think, uh, that if I could have given, been given any advice, even though whether I would have listened to it or not. And this advice is not only from me, but from all of the smartest uh, people and most successful people. And that means financially, family, friends, um, and always that I wish I would have done a long time ago. And that's uh, listen to my gut. Because every okay. time I haven't listened to my gut, um, I've usually been, I, I, I got what was coming for me. And okay. if something doesn't feel right, um, this doesn't mean you shouldn't go work out again if because you got sore once. That's not what we're saying. Um, I think everyone knows what we mean. If we don't feel right about a situation or something feels off, um, something probably is off. Something is probably not right. And we have instincts for a reason. And whatever that reason is, um, they're there to help us. And uh, instincts are talked a lot about on these like higher end entrepreneur levels, whether I was meeting with Christopher Gavin, the owner of the honest brand, the Jessica uh -huh. Elba company. Okay. Um, and him and Brandon Brazier who owns Vega protein, uh -huh. um, and the four Sigmatic guys, they all mentioned like just following that, Follow that you. following your gut. Yeah. And, um, if you believe in what you do, um, do whatever it takes. And, um, if something's not working out, uh, try something else and, uh, yeah. And then just share your gift with the world. Cause that'll make this place a better place. I don't think I can say anything. That's it. All right. <laughs>